Effective content generates leads and sales for your business. That's one of the biggest benefits of content marketing. But how do you guarantee that you'll create effective content every time? Today we're talking about how you can improve your content's effectiveness by following a few simple guidelines. As a result, you're gonna create content that's much better for your audience and your bottom line. Hey you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to achieve more without the overwhelm and drama. Because although business and life get messy, that doesn't mean things have to be hard. Join us as we help you cope with the chaos and banish your barriers so that you can move forward in your entrepreneurial journey. I'm Megan Monahan, And I'm Teresa Safali. Let's get on with it. Hello, Teresa. It's always great to see you. Oh, it's always good to see you too. This is one of my favorite things to do. Oh, spend well, time with you, you know? Oh, that's so wonderful to hear. Today, I'm going to share some content marketing wisdom. Are you ready to get this party started? Oh, you know me. I'm always ready for a party. So yeah, let's do this. I'm excited to hear about what you have in store for us today. Often it isn't obvious, but there's a correlation between the content you publish, the people it attracts, and whether or not they buy from you. You've got to plan your content if you want to be effective at generating leads and sales. Ooh, you know you had me at planning, right? Yeah. (laughs) I'm like so on board with that. You know, in the past, I struggled with my content creation. And sometimes I still do, actually. It was a big, hairy spider. And I really don't like spiders. I don't either. (laughs) Everything seemed hard. I was spending lots of time making random content for the sake of making it. I certainly didn't think about how it would generate to leads or sales. So it's like, oh, oh, what a good idea, right? You helped me understand the true purpose of having content and you helped me streamline my topics. Once I could see how it all fit together, I was able to be much more methodical. Now I have a system and a plan and things are so much easier. That is great to hear. You just mentioned that you spent time creating random content without much strategy in terms of relating that content to your offers. So in other words, how does your content relate to your products and services? You've got to think about the relationship between your content, your audience, and your offers. Planning is the missing step in content creation. You either don't make time for it or you don't consider it. You know how it goes. You get busy with the day-to-day stuff in your business, but then the content monster is breathing down your neck telling you to put something out there to stay relevant. So then you decide to go live on Facebook suddenly, or you publish a random blog post because some content is better than no content, right? Right. There's a constant pressure to produce content. Your community expects you to be consistent with what you share online, and that consistency helps build your trust. You feel like if you skip content, then you're hurting your brand. Content marketing does require consistency, as you mentioned, and that does put more pressure on you to produce content regularly. But that's because your content has a really big role in your business. It impacts your sales, either positively or negatively. The most effective content attracts your target customer and aligns with your offers. Your content must appeal to your target market and your content must correlate in some way to your products and services. It has to do both. 
Because if you have one without the other, you're not going to generate leads and sales. That's why planning your content is so important. Planning makes you consider what you're talking about and why you're talking about it. Okay. Now that was insightful. Let me repeat that back. Your content topics need to align with your offerings as well as your audience's interests and challenges. Oh, that just makes so much sense. It, it just seems like everybody should know that, right? But we don't. Yeah, that's right. That is the strategy. Planning your content topics around your specific audience and your offers makes the difference. That's how you can make your content more effective. When you don't pay attention to your audience and your offers, your content becomes way less effective. And by less effective, I'm talking about that you don't generate leads and you don't increase your sales. Okay. Will you elaborate on that a little bit? I'm curious what it looks like when you don't follow the strategy. Do you have an example? Sure. I have the perfect example of what happens when your content topics don't align with the right audience and the services you offer. There was actually a time when I didn't plan my content. I, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> oh, the horror. <laughs> About five years ago, I randomly chose a blog post topic that didn't align with my services or my desired audience. The post was about how to create an ebook cover. Back then, I was offering social media and content creation services. And in my mind, I thought ebook covers were a topic small business owners would be interested in. And that's as far as I went in strategizing. Okay. You have to tell me what happened with that post because I have a feeling something went wrong. <laughs> yep. You guessed it. Something went very wrong. The ebook cover topic appealed to people, but all of the wrong people. The topic was not specific enough to small business owners who needed marketing help. Tons of people not in my ideal audience were looking for information on ebook covers, like authors, for instance, and authors were not my target market. Okay. I can see why authors would be looking for that. I mean, they write books and they need covers. I mean, exactly. It seems obvious now, doesn't it? Yep. Authors and book covers go hand in hand. Small business owners and book covers, not so much. <laughs> but I hadn't really considered the topic in context of both my specific audience and my services, and that's the point. Well, like they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. So what were the consequences of not planning your content? Okay, so here's what happened. As it turned out, the ebook cover topic was super popular. I ranked on page one for ebook cover makers. And that particular blog post ranked in my top 10 pages. So there I was ranking well and generating loads of traffic, neither of which were helpful since I chose the wrong topic to discuss. Do you know that dang ebook cover blog post is still in the top 10 pages for that website? The impact of that one content topic has lasted for years, years. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. It is crazy. And I can't believe that five years later, that blog post is still biting me in the butt. But it is a good lesson because it's one of the reasons why I urge people now to consider what content topics that they're using. Ebook covers had nothing to do with my business. I should have focused on topics to build my authority in the social media and content marketing space. A post about ebook cover makers didn't make me look like a marketing expert, so I gave the wrong signals to website visitors and to Google about my area of expertise. 
Then there's the whole problem of who was coming to my website. They were the wrong people. They weren't interested in social media and content marketing. So mm -hmm. that post generated no leads whatsoever. It attracted people who were never going to be clients. Also, the post attracted people who left quickly because all they cared about was the ebook cover topic and not my other content. And so when people arrive at your website and they quickly leave, that can signal to Google that your site doesn't have good content and you don't want that to happen. That is not good for SEO. Oh, that hurts so much. I know you're kicking yourself for not getting it right, but you know, that happens to everybody. And still happens to people today, right? Because we don't understand at all how Google and SEO works and how what we're putting out there can either help or hurt. So, you know, that mistake also gave you some really good knowledge and insight. You learned a lesson, in, in other words. Yeah, that's for sure. That blog post totally missed the mark in multiple ways. I didn't choose a topic specific to my core target audience, so I attracted the wrong audience. And I didn't align the topic with my services, so I didn't generate any leads or sales. You see, your content primes your audience for the solutions that you offer. Now, had I thought about the ebook cover topic in relation to my services and to my ideal client, I wouldn't have chosen that topic, you know? Yep. Had I done any planning and strategy, I wouldn't have made this mistake. That's why you plan and consider your target market and your offers when you're selecting content topics. I know people can't see me shaking my head, but oh, yikes. I see how one poorly planned topic had a ripple effect of other negative results. I don't think people realize the impact of their content topics on their lead generation effort, on their sales, and on their SEO. I agree. Hopefully this helps you better understand that the topics you choose may seem like an insignificant thing, but they actually matter quite a bit. That's right. Your content topics do matter. In fact, in SEM Rush's content marketing survey, I read that marketers reported their biggest challenges were creating content that generates quality leads, creating content that attracts more traffic, and developing content that resonates with their target audience. So effective content is something many struggle with. Do you have any tips for us on how to make our content more effective, Megan? Of course I do. <laughs> In general, effective content starts with planning and strategy. So I'm going to give you three tips focused on those two areas. The first tip is to research content ideas to find out what your target audience wants and the format they want to consume it. What does your target customer want to know? What are they searching for online? Do they prefer videos or blog posts? We'll talk more about how to identify content topics in an upcoming episode. But what you need to know now is that randomly choosing your content topics isn't effective. Check out your competitors, social media, reviews, and the most and least popular content in your industry. Research will give you content ideas and point you in a much better direction than simply winging it. You started with research, Megan, and that is no surprise. And therefore, it should be no surprise that I suggest you have a plan in place for when you research. Having a process will help you save time, stay on task, and avoid overwhelm. Wait, you want a process? I don't believe it. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, so here are some things to consider. Block off a specific amount of time. For example, 
I'm going to do my research on Tuesday between 10 and 11 a.m. Know what you're looking for in advance. So what's the goal of your research? Take good notes because you won't remember what you found. So make sure you're taking notes. Don't keep too many tabs open. That will cause overwhelm. And it'll also contribute to that not remembering what you found. I won't tell you how I know that. You also want to focus so you avoid going off on any tangents. And use a timer so you're in control of your time. Having a process is a good suggestion. All right, number two, after you've researched content ideas, what are you going to do with them? Now it's time to create a content calendar. Capture your content ideas and other pertinent information in a calendar. A content calendar helps you plan your topics so that you know what you're publishing and when. You can also use a calendar to keep track of your work. I create my content calendars in Google Sheets. It's free and this format is easily shared, which makes collaboration very simple. Make sure to include three important columns in your calendar. One, content ideas or keyword topics. Two, why your target customer cares about that topic or what problem it solves. And three, which product or offer the topic aligns with. At a glance, you'll see what your content is about and why. Why for your audience and why for your business. For example, a content idea could be how to write a blog post that ranks higher in Google. The customer cares about this topic because it helps them increase their visibility and reach so that they generate more new leads. The offer that this topic aligns with is a mini course on SEO blog writing. The content calendar is awesome. I love my content calendar. You helped me create a content strategy and calendar and I just love it. That's so great to hear. There's no more guesswork because I know exactly what content I need to create. I know I'm being purposeful with the information I'm putting out there, and it also ensures that I stay on brand. Okay, so I love the content calendar. Before I've even written a word, I know what I'm writing and why. It's like a mini goal-setting exercise for each and every content topic, and that makes your content more effective. And this is important. If I can't come up with why the topic matters to my customer and which offer it correlates to in my business, then I don't create content for that topic. I delete it and move on. That's a very important step. Before moving forward with a topic, make sure it meets the goals you have for your audience and for your business. So smart. Another great aspect of a content calendar is that it's a plan. I love it. (laughs) Of course I do. That makes it the perfect productivity tool. It helps you save time, stay organized, and keeps you on brand, as I said before. Delivering content that resonates with your audience. I never really thought of it as a productivity tool, so that's that's really cool. That's an added bonus. Yep, absolutely. So a good way to start is just by choosing a location for your calendar. As Megan mentioned, we use Google Sheets. It's the best tool if you need to share your calendar or if you plan to in the future. But you can also do it in Excel or Numbers, which is the Mac equivalent of Excel. Add the three columns Megan suggested, and also you wanna have a column for your headline and one for your product categories. Like for example, my categories are productivity, time management, organization, goal setting and achievement, outsourcing, and business mindset. 
every piece of content that I produce falls into one of those categories. I always indicate the category for each headline I list on my calendar. But this is also good. I love all this stuff. What else you got? Okay, the last tip is inspired from my dad who always says, what isn't inspected isn't respected. Always analyze your results and adjust your strategy if necessary. After you've published content, analyze how well it performed. Did it generate leads? How many times was it shared? Did people engage with it? How did your email subscribers react to it? You will learn so much from what you've done, but only if you pause long enough to analyze it. If your content isn't working, adjust your strategy and your content topics. You may need to research some more. There is a lot of trial and error in marketing, so do not give up. It's normal to have to make adjustments. You know, Meg, I believe that a lot of entrepreneurs skip the step of analyzing and adjusting. When you're focused on the most important tasks in your business, this one may fall off the radar. So block off an hour each month to review your metrics, at least. You definitely must make time for reviewing your metrics. Analyzing your efforts may not be fun, but it teaches you so much and it guides your future marketing. So don't skip it. Thanks, Megan. We hope that today's episode made you think about your own content creation. Creating content takes a lot of time, which is why you want to make it as effective as possible. Any last thoughts you want to leave with us? The biggest takeaway today is that planning and strategy are the first place to start with your content. In doing so, you'll create effective content that attracts your ideal customer and primes them for your offerings. The end result is more leads and sales. All right, everybody, that's it for today. If you missed something, be sure to check out the show notes at MessyDeskPodcast.com. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Messy Desk Podcast. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to the Messy Desk Podcast and leave us a review. We're interested in what you're interested in. So email us at messydeskpodcast at gmail.com with your topic suggestions and questions. And most importantly, stay messy because that's where the growth, progress, and magic happen. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Why Start again because I think I was still laughing over that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm going to be multiple effective. Multiple effective. That's effectives. <laughs> I do have to do that again. <laughs> I'm trying to have live and it's just not working.